All right, so this is Zach Kramer. He has been a friend of mine. We went to seminary together, and he's been doing some cool stuff that I want him to share with us um, while we're going through this time. And so thanks, Zach, for being here. And yeah, we'd just love for you to share a little bit of your faith story and how you came to be uh, where you are now. Um, kind of going backwards to some degree. So now I am own a uh, gym in Knoxville. We do... Uh, CrossFit and personal training and nutrition and things, but we also do a lot of breath work. Um, that's kind of my area of passion. I mean, I'm passionate about exercise and everything like that as well, and that's how I got into it. But really now, breath is kind of my um, passion of training, and I think that's where we'll get to eventually. But anyways, back to kind of a face story. Uh, I think about the breath because looking back, I've actually been doing a lot of um, Enneagram work too. Yeah, yeah. Which is a whole, whole other discussion. Yeah, we did. Maybe, we did some <coughs> Enneagram stuff um, at the church, so people will be yeah, okay, cool. familiar with it. Yeah. So I'm a nine on the Enneagram, and reading through it, it talks a lot about uh, your childhood and things. And <coughs> excuse me. Um, coronavirus. What's interesting? What Corona? Not the <laughs> coronavirus. Oh my gosh. I know you have to be so you have to be so aware now. Like anytime you cough in the supermarket, it's like, yeah. I promise, I don't have any other symptoms. <laughs> Anyways, um, but it talks a lot about how like uh, exp like for nines, exper experiencing God is very natural. Early on in my faith, thinking like high school years, it was all experiential. Um, and just feeling very connected to nature, feeling very connected to something bigger than me. And then, you know, obviously as I delved into it, I got more into the Bible and studying and going to seminary and kind of got away from it. And now coming back to breath work and things like that, it's almost all, not, not all, but very experiential again, and now kind of, you know, transcending and including, um, seminary and all these other things that have kind of layered into that. So it's just interesting to me to be thinking again about kind of what started my faith because I feel like all that now is a part of my theology when at the time I didn't really think about it at all. So what do you <clears throat> experiential when you say experiential, what does that mean? Um, like not worrying about saying things the right way or I'm not, I'm not thinking through not thinking through the yeah just the theology of things but just being in connection with whatever is bigger than us mm. so being connected to god being connected to nature and just allowing yourself to feel that instead of trying to think through it okay so not a head thing but like a body <clears throat> thing right absolutely a being thing okay and then how did you grow up like did you you grow up in church you grew up what catholic methodists yeah so i grew up grew up catholic was raised catholic until sixth grade and then started going to the methodist church because all my friends were there and got confirmed to the methodist church went to the methodist seminary and then converted back to catholicism so catholic again and uh um yeah so that's where i am full circle kind of full circle yeah and then what got you into like 
so you we both went to seminary together we were roommates even and yep. you started getting into crossfit while we were in seminary you got me into crossfit while we were in seminary and uh i did what most people do when they go to seminary i became a pastor and you <laughs> <laughs> you decided to run a, a why would you do that <laughs> and so uh I don't know. Talk a little bit about that. What brought you, what made you, compelled you to say, hey, my calling is to like open up a gym and do this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, going to seminary, I just wanted to study more about Christianity. Like I was just obsessed with studying and learning. Um, I was open to becoming a preacher or something, but it just still never got to me while I was there. Um, But I was always into working out (laughs) and, uh, like I play a bunch of sports and always train, always loved training for the sports. Um, and then, so when I was in seminary, I was being the typical meathead when I first got there after playing football and just doing curls and <laughs> I don't know, cable machines. Um, but started hearing about CrossFit and saw it as a way to, it, it made more sense for me theologically because I started training to see what I could do and what this body was capable of instead of just how do I look in the mirror? So got into CrossFit, started competing. And I also just was looking for something to compete in because I wasn't playing sports anymore. Sure. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so somehow that connected you. I mean, and you really got into this kind of stuff, like thinking about caring for the body. Um, You even kind of did your own, what they call those classes where you create your own class with the professor. Um, I don't know. Yeah, but you create your own class. Active study or something, yeah. Yeah, caring for caring for the body and what the Bible says about that. And um, yeah, and then open up this gym. And um, and then recently you said that you were doing some kind of training for breath work, mm-hmm. learning about breathing and breath. Um, and which is interesting that you get training for breath work because we all just breathe all the time, right? Yeah, like... Um, tens of thousands of times a day. Yeah. So, and that's, that's kind of what I'm interested in hearing more about and the congregation hearing more about. So what, um, what has that breath work been? What is it about? Yeah, it's a whole, I mean, it's amazing how wide of, how wide of an effect breath has on you and on everything. Um, almost don't know where to start. Um, are you are you interested in like practices? What what do you want to hear about first? I guess. Well, okay. So you use it in a gym environment. So yeah. how is that helpful in exercising? Like, what do you, how are you using it right. at the gym right now? So, um, if you've ever done cross, I guess I'll start here. If you've ever done CrossFit, uh, or at least if you have a mental image of CrossFit, <laughs> your your mental image is likely people being absolutely trashed and laying on the ground dead afterwards um and that's the case for people who are trying to push it but not the case for everybody um but what we use breathwork for is starting to make that a little our effort and intensity a little more controlled and being able to understand where you are um on that kind of like intensity range of one to ten or one to five or wherever so instead of just coming to the gym and as soon as you start moving, huffing and puffing and just trying to crush it for an hour, being able to use your breath to kind of understand where you are and that at first you 
you don't need to, you shouldn't be huffing and puffing when we're on the bike for two minutes getting ready to work work out just warming up and then also understanding kind of where you are when you're working out if you're going too hard um honestly the breath is a little bit more of a a uh, accurate indicator of your intensity level than even your heart rate so i know everyone's got an apple watch or things these days but um that your heart rate kind of lags behind how you're breathing and if you can get more in touch with your breathing it's a lot easier to understand the intensity level you're exercising at Okay, so the breath is almost like a monitor for your heart rate and intensity level. <clears throat> right. Yeah. And it'll also, I mean, you can also use the breath to generate what you want to get out of the workout. So if you're trying to, if you're trying to lose fat versus just see how fast you can sprint in a short amount of time, you shouldn't be breathing the same way. Hmm. How your breath actually affects physical systems within your body and whether you're burning fat or sugar for energy and all these other things. Okay. So your breath, so how you breathe, meaning what, like how fast you breathe or breathing into your nose versus breathing into your mouth or. Yeah. I mean the, the most simplistic, definitely there's different, there's a lot of different levels, but the most simplistic would be yeah, nose breathing versus mouth breathing. So you start mouth breathing kind of looks like hyperventilation. You're going to begin to, burn sugar, not burn fat. Um, nasal breathing is more associated with burning fat. Okay. So then, uh, and one time we talked about this, you almost talked about it like gears, like shifting gears based on how you breathe. Right. Um, yep. But what is that like? What, what, say more about that. Um, yeah. So, uh, there's a certification called the art of breath. They're the ones who teach these gears and, Basically, gear one, if you just, there's five gears in their system. Uh, and, and there's some wiggle room in there and, and going back and forth, but mainly five gears. One gear, first gear would be just like in a car. So you should be able to go in first gear for forever. It'd be an even inhale through your nose and even exhale. So the same amount of time in, the same amount of time out through your nose. Uh, gear two would be pulling air in pretty forcefully through your nose, but then exhaling easily. So, okay, pulling it in. And then gear three would be in and out your nose hard. Gear four is where you transition. So you breathe in your nose, out your mouth, and then gear five, in and out your mouth. So you kind of ramp up that intensity. But if you ever go to a gym, I mean, as soon as somebody walks in, they hop on the treadmill or whatever it is, it's just straight to in your mouth, out your mouth. And that's really what we, we don't need to do that. Yeah. Yeah, and when we talked about this, like last week, I did my first workout all just nasal breathing in through the nose, out through mm -hmm. the nose. Um, yeah, it was definitely a different kind of feeling and awkward at first, but yeah. yeah. I mean, it definitely takes some time to getting used to, and you'll have to adjust kind of the intensity of your workouts to that. But that's a good thing right now because you don't, if you're worried about your immune system or things like that right now, you really don't want to be doing workouts where you're just totally trash afterwards because it'll pull your immune system down. You actually want to keep a little bit lower intensity so your immune system stays strong. So using your breath like that can kind of tell you where to kind of slow down a little bit. Hmm. And the, I guess the thing I noticed, um, which I had, I guess I'd realized a few years ago, um, was that breathing in through your mouth is like a shallow breath compared to breathing in through your nose. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's like that is a deep breath that really brings it, the breath <clears throat> to your belly instead of your chest. Yeah. Um, so almost, yeah. yeah, when I work out and I'm feeling it's hard, right? Breathing in through my nose is annoying, <laughs> but at the same time, <laughs> it refreshes me more. Right. Yeah. And that one thing I've been focused a lot on recently is uh, my heart rate recovery. Just like, I mean, again, the heart rate is kind of a lagging factor, but it's interesting to look at how fast you can recover your heart rate. Um, and if I, if I do a workout that's completely nasal breathing only, and then I focus on really pulling my heart rate back down using my breath after a workout, usually after those workouts, I'll feel refreshed and energized and good about the rest of the day. But if I go do a workout where it's just all out mouth breathing as fast as humanly possible, I'm trashed afterwards and really don't want to do anything with the rest of my day. Yeah. So it's a, it's a great way to still get a really good workout, but feel refreshed and energized instead of just done for the day. Um, what, okay. So that's kind of like some of how you notice it in your body while you're working out, um, your breath. Yeah. Are there, is there any tips you have for breath work that are just for daily life? for stress anxiety for i don't know yeah yeah, absolutely um yeah i think i mean obviously the first way is just focusing on it uh this one of the simplest ways just to calm down is just to focus on your breath without even doing any sort of certain practice it's something that we do you know automatically throughout the day but something that can really just pull you into the moment because each breath comes and goes and so if you simply sit there for three minutes even one minute and just feel it coming in your nose feel it coming into your belly um you're gonna automatically kind of pull down from whatever anxious situation you're in but yeah there's all sorts of practices kind of from there um for kind of de-stressing or um just making yourself feel a little bit more relaxed so what what kind of breath work do you do in for the, for yourself like in the mornings or in the evening or whatever to center and ground yourself you talk about like uh being experiential right yeah yeah um, your faith and <clears throat> god so what does that look like for you um <clears throat> yeah so i mean i've changed a lot and tried different things i definitely started out the what got me into all this was uh Wim Hof, which I guess you're doing. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you want to say anything about who he is for anyone who might not know? Or how would you describe um, him? <laughs> I don't know how you describe him, but basically, uh, I, have, I have not gone through his own course. I, I've learned through other courses about Wim Hof breathing. Uh, but basically, Wim Hof came up with, he has kind of his own system. It doesn't go very deep as far as like all the different branches of where breath affects things. But his, his main system is like some sort of exercise. I don't really know the exercises. I don't know if you've ever done them. Um, but then also cold therapy or cold exposure. So jumping into ice baths, things like that. And then breath, which he has his own pretty straightforward breath protocol. And you do the same thing every time, but it's another word for that is for Wim Hof breathing is super ventilation basically breathing way more than you need to 
and then it has breath holds. So you do like, basically you do three sets normally of about 30 breaths where they're really, really big breaths and huge exhales. At the end of those 30 breaths, you exhale all your air out, hold your breath for as long as you can. And you do that three times. Um, was that inaccurate? Yeah, no, that's right. Well, and that, so that's what you did first. That's what kind of got you. Into that's, what, that's what first got me into this stuff. Yeah. But it's funny again, like thinking about full circle, I remember being a kid and using the timer on my computer and just sitting there in front of my computer with a timer and seeing how long I could hold my breath. Yeah. Yeah. And I've always done it under, underwater in pools too. Yeah. Um, although you're always supposed to throw out the disclaimer. Don't ever try the Wim Hof stuff and swimming together. You have to do it. Land, don't you hold can, your breath underwater yeah just very start. very serious athletes have almost drowned doing it yeah so you do not don't play around with doing Wim Hof and swimming but so what uh, what was your encounter with Wim Hof like what did it do something or like this is awesome I need to yeah it creates an insane amount of stillness during that breath hold so <clears throat> after you hit your after you do those 30 breaths which I mean there's definitely certain style to them that we don't really have to, to go over right now to how you do those 30 breaths. And then when you exhale and hold your breath, it feels kind of like you're freaking out or something during those 30 breaths. Cause you're, you're breathing so heavy and doing it. And sometimes thoughts will race during those breaths. Yeah. But then as soon as you exhale and hold, there's just this overwhelming, like stillness, and calm in your brain um yeah and kind of just everything goes still and you you can't really think about anything all you're doing is feeling your body and it pulls you really is that your same experience yeah that's been my yeah um so i guess i first heard about wim hof through tim ferris maybe one of his podcasts and then yeah. uh danny stumbled across a something on netflix they did like a special on one of these episodes and she yeah. watched it and she's like this seems crazy and she tried it out she's like this is a, wow this is awesome we need to do this and yeah it's pretty neat yeah and so it's been great um how are the ice baths coming uh don't do it. i do a cold shower i don't do it you do baths. yeah nice yeah which helps mentally as well so a lot yeah. of this for me has been um how do i let go of all my thoughts and this kind of like addictive thought patterns of thinking my way out of things instead of like experiencing kind of what you're mm -hmm. saying experiencing life um and so yeah if i do like wim hof before i don't know how you do it but i tend to do it um like when i'm feeling stressed or if i just need a mental break um mm -hmm. sometimes i do it before i go into my meditation time um do it sometimes before going to bed um, yeah yeah i'll usually use it so if I do like a 20 minute meditation in the morning, um, I kind of like the back 10 minutes, I'll go into Wim Hof. Mm. Yeah. And so, um, okay. So you use Wim Hof, uh, what other breathing techniques do you use yeah. just in daily life? Uh, yeah. So I use Wim Hof and, you know, I was trying to think about everything I do. Um, I really mix it up quite a bit, kind of depending on how I feel. Yeah. Um, but I realized probably what I do the most is just throughout the day paying attention to it. It's hard for me not to pay attention to how I'm breathing now hmm. just cause I, I just got so obsessed with it at some point. Now I'm just always thinking not every breath, but I mean throughout the day I'll catch myself. So I'll be able to feel if my breath is getting shorter, it kind of 
is an alarm trigger for me. Mm. Um, I also think about how my posture a lot with my why, breath. So why is that an alarm for you? Like shorter breaths? Uh, well, normally it's very easy for me to breathe through my nose now. Um, especially after exercising so much, uh, doing it. And so if it's getting harder for me to breathe through my nose, or if I all of a sudden really have the urge to breathe through my mouth, uh, it's a pretty good indicator that I'm either getting stressed out or maybe I'm coming down with a cold or something like that. Uh, like if you get, if you get hotter, that usually coincides with mouth breathing as well. So starting to get like a rise in temperature or things like that, you'll kick over to mouth breathing. But definitely stress too. If you're starting to feel stressed, I mean, you think about somebody who's hyperventilating. You talked about a deep breath earlier. The typical thing we say for deep breath is <gasps> this huge mouth breath in your chest. Yeah. But really a relaxing deep breath should be this nose, nose breath into your belly where we don't see a ton of movement in the chest hmm. and so if you're if you're breathing and your shoulders are coming up it's a kind of a they kind of coincide your your stress level and how you're breathing um <clears throat> anyway so if i start to do that i'll kind of realize okay i've got to do something to you know pull myself back down a little bit huh. okay so just noticing how you're breathing says to you oh wait i'm feeling stressed or anxious or something's going on right because we're really good at ignoring it right yeah. like we can ignore that we are snapping too fast at our kids or we're just being short with people or and then usually somebody else calls us out on it and we don't realize it but yeah. if we can have some sort of indicator where we feel something and that our body ourself can tell us hey something's going on you've got to <clears throat> you've got to do something to fix something so kind of alert us to do something else to fix where we are so okay you notice that you know um I'm taking short shallow breaths through my mouth um then what do you do to kind of reset to say oh wait i got some stress or anxiety going on yeah what's the move <clears throat> so i'll try to do um i guess you do two different things one thing i do pretty much every morning is I'll go right into some mini breath holds. So if I wake up and I'm hot for whatever reason, um, it's like hard. Physically or like angry? Like physically, like I was like, I didn't need as many covers on. Yeah, yeah. Or, or just in general, a lot of times, I don't know if you ever wake up and you feel just kind of more stuffy in the morning until you kind of get going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so this will do both things. So it'll kind of, Hope you start breathing better first thing in the morning, but also if you're feeling stressed, this is an easy way to kind of start pulling yourself back down. There'll be many breath holds. So basically breathing in and out easy three times, exhaling all the way out, holding your breath until you feel like a moderate urge to breathe. Then you're just going to breathe again through your nose three times, repeat. It shouldn't be, you shouldn't hold your breath till it's also, you know, you're sucking wind. Yeah. But you just do kind of moderate breath holds. And, and in line with that, another, another way you could do it would be to just slow down your breathing by counting. So you either slow down, like breathe in for four seconds, hold your breath for four seconds, breathe out for four seconds, hold your breath for four seconds, or 
even if it's just in and out and you count it and make those breaths a little bit longer than normal. I think the Apple Watch kind of does something like that, right? Like there's like a breath app on the Apple Watch that will make you. There's so it's a, it's a similar type of idea, just slowing down your breath. Obviously, you're going to have to focus on it more. Um, but those slow breaths like that are correlated with a more relaxed state. Which, yeah, yoga has always kind of pushed a long, slow breath, right? And meditation has usually pushed a focus on your breathing. I mean, there are, and then there are other forms of yoga where they use certain breath, like fire breathing is one of the things they'll use where it is this. (laughs) Okay. Not actually. It's going to warm you up. No, no, no. But it creates, it's called fire breath because it creates heat. Uh, okay. Within, within you, yeah. Huh. All right. Well, is there, okay, so is there a practice you would walk us through if someone wanted to know? Um, I mean, we've talked about some different ones, but is there a practice that you'd be like, this is what I would recommend if you want some, a go-to practice for when you feel stressed or when you notice your shortness of breath or something like that? Yeah. Well, I think the first thing is for just an overall less stressful mode we should be nose breathing 99% of the time so if you catch yourself breathing throughout your mouth throughout the day close your mouth basically Um, many breath holds will help do that like you can get into how carbon dioxide and all things all these things work and why doing breath holds helps but basically if you work on doing these slower exhales, doing some breath holds, it's gonna make it a lot easier to breathe through your nose. And we wanna be breathing through our nose throughout the whole day. Um, Really even definitely breathing through your nose at night. Uh, They do have, if you wanna go full bore into into all this, you can tape your mouth at night. No. That's too much. Look people at people will always just have a strong reaction to that. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. But they make they make certain tape that has like a little like a little hole in the middle, so it holds your mouth together, and you can still breathe if you you if have you to if you freak out and have to breathe through your mouth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Well, and- anyways, well, that that just ties into we're talking about being relaxed, breathing through your nose. Yeah. Obviously, when you're sleeping, you want to be relaxed. So if you're if you're sleeping all night, breathing through your mouth, your body's not dropping down into the state that needs to be in for deep sleep. Uh, so you, you want to make sure you're breathing through your nose while you're sleeping. Um, but anyway, so making sure you're breathing through your nose throughout the day, and then adding in some breath holds going to be like kind of the easiest two ways. Uh, to begin, but if you're really looking for practices, any sort of timed breath, like the the box breath I went over earlier, like four seconds per side of the breath, the inhale, the inhale hold, the exhale, the exhale hold. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you really want to make it even more like relaxing as possible, you would just take out that inhale hold. So you would inhale for say four seconds and then maybe exhale, make that exhale even longer because the exhale is where you will really feel like you're relaxing. So inhale for four seconds, exhale for eight seconds, hold your breath for four seconds. So just hit those three sides, but 
any, any way you can kind of just slow down the whole breath, especially that exhale is going to help. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, and when someone does that, how many rounds, how many times would they go through that? Till it works. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Till you feel it. Till you feel it. Yeah. I, I mean, I will say that if you're doing these, you shouldn't, they should never make you feel stressed. So if you try one of these practices and you feel like it's stressing you out, we'll try something different. Don't, don't sit there and <laughs> be stressed out. Like it's going to work. It's going to work. Okay. Well, it's not working. Let's try something <laughs> else. Yeah. Especially if you're trying to make, you know, I mean, doing, doing an eight second exhale is going to be really hard for a lot of people right off the bat. So maybe slowing it down or shortening it down. So maybe it's three, six, three, something like that, because you don't want, what you don't want is to try one of these things and then holding your breath, freak you out, stress you out. It yeah. shouldn't, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, um, could you walk through <clears throat> like a mini session of it, maybe just a couple times through for someone to, if they want to right now, um, practice that and experience it? Which one would you want to do? Uh, well, what do you think that is the easiest thing that someone would do that has never done anything <clears throat> like this before? The box breathing? Just I'd, say probably, I'd say probably box breathing. Okay. Let's do yeah. that. Let's so do basically doing this, what we want to do is also have really good posture. So you can either lay on the ground with your feet flat on the floor. So like laying on your back, knees are up in the air, feet are flat in the ground. There's a nice comfortable position to, to get in for this. Um, you could be seated also. If you're really flexible, you can sit in hero pose with your feet underneath you. But basically, we want to have really, really good posture. Okay, so if you're sitting, go ahead and imagine there's a string attached to the top of your head, and it's going to pull you nice and tall. We're not, we're not puffing out our chest. That's going to pull us out of good posture. We just want to be tall. All right. Basically, that's just going to get us in a position where we can breathe really well into our belly. And then next we're going to do, we're just going to put one hand on our chest and one hand on our belly as well. So this, okay. this is just going to be a good indicator for us if we're breathing into the right place. So we don't want that hand to move that's on our chest. We want the hand to move that's on our belly. Breathing in and out your nose only, just moving the hand on your belly. We're not trying to see how much air we can possibly pull in or how much air we can exhale. This should just be consistent, smooth breathing. Okay, so we're going to, <clears throat> we're going to start off with fours um, for this box breath. So we're going to inhale for four seconds, hold our breath for four seconds, exhale for four seconds, hold our breath for four seconds. Okay. If, if it's stressful at all, because that's going to be an eight-second hold, basically, or 12-second hold after you breathe in. So if that's hard, it's okay. Try to stick with us a little bit, but you could drop down to like threes. Okay, we'll do fours now, just timing it up, but... If it's stressful to you, just go ahead and stop and then just go to threes. Okay. How many, what are we gonna, how many rounds are we going to do? Just one. Uh, let's just do like five rounds. Yeah. Okay. I'll do five rounds because this is just to kind of be an example of it. But obviously, if it works for you, you know, do up to 10 or whatever you need to do. Okay. And is there like a normal? You can do this for 20 minutes if you, what? Is there like a normal prescri pres prescribed amount? Five sets is okay. Yeah, I think five sets is fine. I mean, it's really dependent on where you are throughout your day. So this is something you could do while you're running around with kids. 
you can focus on your breath while you're picking up toys off the floor. <clears throat> and this is also something you could do. So you don't kill your kids, right? Yeah. Right. It's also something you, the, the box breath is actually one thing they, uh, some police departments teach their officers. So they get a call that they're going, they have to go into some very high stress situation on their way driving there. They go into box breathing to begin to calm yourself, bring yourself to the present, get ready to do what you have to do to be able to handle situation, you know, as the calm one in the situation. Um, but yeah, so you can do it in the middle of something and you could do it for 20 minutes in the morning, basically. Okay. All right. Let's give it a try. All right. So nice and relaxed in and out the nose. Let's go ahead and begin inhale and hold and exhale three, four, hold three, four, inhale, hold three, four, exhale, four, hold, three, four, inhale, three, four, hold, three, four, exhale, three, four, hold, three, four, inhale, three, four, hold, three, four, exhale, three, four, hold, three, four, inhale, three, four, hold, three, four, exhale, three, four, hold, three, four. So that's pretty simple. Um, but obviously it can go longer than that, but if you're in the middle of your day, you can stop, do that a few times and it took, you know, a minute, but already you probably feel a little more just focused. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Just calm. Someone said the other day, uh, if you can worry, you can meditate, right? Um, just as yeah. like, where are you giving your attention? And so mm -hmm. you know, once I give it to my breath. Um, then I'm not, and that's something you almost don't even have to think about, especially if you have someone guiding you, telling you, okay, now do this. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's so many apps and things out there. If, if you need something to do the guidance for you, um, <clears throat> there's an app I use that I just pulled up called box breath. Box breath. And basically you can, you can have it do what I just did, but you can also make the sides different times so you can play around with it a little bit on your own but there's lots of guided things out there that you could just use i don't know if you've ever heard this mantra before but basically where you say i am nothing i am everything um <clears throat> so that's one that i'll repeat to myself which sounds kind of like i don't know <laughs> what it sounds like to say i am nothing yeah. but as far as grounding yourself it's a very very powerful message to realize how little we are but at the same time how connected to everything else we are so uh the breath though at the same time is that piece that connects you to everything else as far as that's the way i think about it at least so there, there's something about the breath if you really really sink down into it that helps you realize how much you're a piece of 
everything else. Mm. Like you're not the standalone person. You're a piece of all of nature. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and so really dropping into thinking about your breath helps you do that. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything there worth well, I mean, talking about, but grounds you. Yeah. All yeah. these, all these pieces. Yeah. Reminds you, you are a part of the whole. Yeah. 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 One thing that's, I'm nothing. I'm everything. Right now, we're not doing any, obviously, we're not having communion in the Catholic Church. Yeah. Mass is canceled. Yeah. But we've been saying a prayer. I'd never heard it before. But we say this prayer now um, when we have, when the priest is doing communion. Hmm. Everybody else says this prayer that says, uh, My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most blessed sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. And I never heard that before. But for me, that's the whole point. Talking about like experientially knowing God. It's that union with God, that experience of being one with God. Hmm. which is on the brink of sounding heretical that uh, is kind of where the magic happens Yeah, for me in my faith life. So <clears throat> that prayer really stuck out to me because that's kind of the whole thing. That's the point of communion, but also we can do that through the breath, through our spirit breath Yeah, yeah. at any time. Yeah. Well, and I think that being one with God, right. Made in the image of God, breathed life, breathed into us, right. It's all there. Right. right? Um, so, it seems like one of the hardest things always makes me think about like John <clears throat> seems like one the gospel of John one of the, sounds like one of the hardest things Jesus had teaching people when he's like, I'm in God, I'm in you, you're in me and you're in God, <laughs> but I'm in you and you're in me and I'm in God and you're in God. It's like, yeah. <laughs> he's trying so hard to communicate this with people who are just like, I don't get it. We're all connected. <laughs> how can I explain this to you? How you'll understand. Because we don't, uh, I think we want to, for whatever reason, we have a really hard time accepting that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think some of it is because we don't know how to access it or touch it. Right. Um, Right. And so getting back into these practices that put you back in your body and back into your true self or deeper sense of who you are and connectedness to everything else. um, Yeah. I think that helps. At least it helps me. Yeah. So you're going to be doing more um, like, trainings and certifications you've been introducing this kind of concept to your gym and it sounds like Mm -hmm. other people as well Um, yeah i mean this is definitely i'm pretty excited about just because it touches so many different areas from exercise performance to in this time and like right now when people are stressed out i mean i feel definitely more stressed out so it's good for me to have these tools but uh it's just it's definitely information we're sharing yeah yeah and i mean for us, I mean, it sounds like it's also a, a grounding and connecting me back to something bigger than myself, right? Absolutely, a divine presence. I think my I think my next uh, big endeavor, and we didn't really talk about it. Maybe we talk about it another time, but <clears throat> it's just how prevalent breath is throughout the Bible, mm. um, and like everything we've been talking about, really is also themes of it go throughout the Bible along with breath. So 
yeah that's yeah. pretty interesting other other rabbit hole to go down with all this yeah. just give us a little sneak peek though uh <clears throat> um well both the hebrew and new testament words for spirit also the same breath same words for breath mm. um we have in both the old testament and the new testament god breathing into people jesus breathes into his disciples the holy spirit god breathes life into adam really especially throughout the old testament life and breath are essentially synonymous yeah um and just there's there's so much focus on uh on finding kind of the the focus of life and recognizing that life passes just like each breath does that's a big Uh, a big theme throughout especially Ecclesiastes. So, yeah. uh, I don't know. There's just there's so many different places to go. Yeah. What they need us is like in Genesis, also the, if you read Genesis 1 with the, <clears throat> the formless void with God's spirit or wind can also be God's breath is yeah. over the waters at the very beginning, which then becomes human life and kind of the Holy Spirit. And there's this whole trajectory of, of the theology of breath yeah uh yeah 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 i like it yeah okay we're gonna have to talk about that another time <laughs> and so if people want to get in touch with you and maybe pick your brain about more stuff or get some information yeah. from you um how can they do that what's the best way <clears throat> easiest way probably to find all the contact info is just trinity so trinitystrength.org uh or you could email me zach with a k at trinitystrength.org okay um so yeah so people if you're interested in learning more talking with zach uh, happy to do it just shoot him an email absolutely stuff all right thanks for having me man yeah thanks for talking yeah